Welcome to Chit Chat Money. Today we have our deep dive episode. We are talking Fiverr with Chris, our friend Chris. Um, and if you're not familiar, this is the first time we'll be doing this format. It's a bit like our 25 stocks of Christmas format from a long time ago, if you listen to those. But what we have is on Tuesday, it's not so deep dive. That's with Ian or Brad, and that's just us covering the basics of the company. Same format we've been doing in the past. Right. And then a Thursday is our deep dive episodes. That's where we'll have on again like Chris, where we consider them to be an expert on a specific company. And that's more of us just asking questions and getting their takes on the company. Uh, but before we talk about Fiverr specifically, we got a word from our sponsor, Quarter. I've been using the app pretty frequently, actually. I, uh, I'm now becoming like a real customer. You're an MAU. Yes. I, I am a satisfied MAU. I don't know if it's monetizable yet, but basically, if you don't know what quarter is, you can listen to all your conference calls. You can look at transcripts. They have those up pretty fast. So you can go download it on your iPad, I guess. That's where I like to read the transcripts. They have investor presentations um, and it all gets uploaded really fast, which is super nice. And they have tons of companies and you can also recommend companies. Uh, it's a hundred percent free. It's on Android. It's on iOS. Go download it. You can follow them at quarter underscore app, no E. So Q-U-A-R-T-R underscore app. Search, no it in, search it in your app store. You'll find it. Now, how did you like the interview? It was great. We just finished it up. So we're kind of doing a reverse chronological order. We're time traveling on you, but it was awesome. Uh, Chris is always great. I mean, he had one, we were on before with him talking C limited. Seemed there was a lot of reception with that one. People liked it. This was similar. Fiverr is an interesting company and it's, it's a high growth stock. It was one of those that got affected potentially by COVID. So we go into a little bit of those dynamics and they have four or five different growth initiatives that sounded really promising. I mean, they're, they're, again, this isn't a stock pitch or anything on our part, but it sounded like they're making tons of headway into the freelance industry and trying to bring that into an optimal online environment. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of good information. That's all I can say. We didn't cover every little thing, but I think anyone can have a lot of, uh, quite a few takeaways from this episode. All right, without further ado, let's get to the interview. Welcome to Chit Chat Money. On this show, hosts Ryan Henderson and Brett Schaefer interview industry experts and riff on the world of investing. As a quick reminder, Chit Chat Money is a CCM Media Group podcast. Ryan and Brett are also general partners at Arch Capital, and Arch Capital may have positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Anything discussed on Chit Chat Money by Ryan or Brett or any other podcast guests is not formal advice or recommendation. Now, please enjoy this episode. All right. Today, we are welcomed by Chris. Uh, it's from Growth to Value. You are probably familiar. If you listen to the show on a regular basis, you are very familiar with the service, potential multi-baggers. Chris, why don't you kind of for anyone that doesn't know you, introduce yourself a little bit and then talk about uh, potential multi-baggers. Yeah, well, um, you know, I'm, I'm Chris uh, at From Value on Twitter. Um, and um, I started with potential multi-baggers, actually the series um, in uh, 2017. Uh, first pick was Shopify, uh, you know, which is more than a 20-bagger right now. And, um, uh, you know, I, I made it into... Uh, a subscription service and not Shopify, of course, but potential multi barriers. And, um, you know, I started doing this uh, full time uh, a bit more than a year ago now. And, uh, 
uh, the, what I do is I try to find, you know, potential multibaggers. The, the, the title already says, says it all. I try to find uh, companies that can go up, you know, several times in value and I mean, uh, several, time, uh, several times over. And what I mean is um, a potential multibagger for me should have the potential to go 10x over the next 10 years. So that's about 26% per year on average, which is, which is, which is high. Um, but, you know, you, you also, you know, I, I look at a lot of criteria and, and um, deep analysis. Um, when I start, um, you know, when I pick a stock, I'm always invested together with uh, my multis, uh, as uh, the subscribers are called. And um, I, I, I research deeply. So um, I, I give at least five articles um, and then um, updates weekly if there's uh, anything. So, um you know, it's it's quite concentrated. I, I've made uh, 23 picks now and um, sold a few. And, uh, you know, we're doing uh, we're doing great. We're beating uh, even the Nasdaq by uh, 100 um, percent per pick on uh, on average. So uh, um, that's that's quite good, I think. <laughs> yeah, the performance speaks for itself. And the company we're going to be talking about today is Fiverr. We're going to hope to get an overview on that, how you found it. But let's. You know, we're going to have some deeper questions about the stock and the company. But first, how did you find Fiverr? When did you find Fiverr, maybe? And how long have you followed it? Well, let's make a different, uh, let's make a distinction here between uh, the company and the stock. And uh, I found uh, Fiverr as a company years ago. Um, you know, I, I wanted I wanted a logo, um, not for not for potential multi barriers, but for uh, um you know, for uh, a running uh, a running competition, um, which I organized, and um, that was I think 2015. And um, you know, I, I I think I got probably I, I tried seven or eight um, you know sellers on on Fiverr, and uh, you know the quality was um, let's be friendly, not as I wanted, and. Um, uh, you know, in the end, I just, you know, took a, you know, a local guy here specialized in logos, uh, paid him a lot more, and uh, but it was good. So when uh, the stock um, IPO'd in, a, I think, June of 2019, initially I was not really uh, interested because of that, um, you know, experience that I had. And then during the, the pandemic, um, it started rising, and, um, and I thought, well, okay, I don't want it. It's probably not going to last. And then I, at that moment, I I, um, I, uh, I read um, Clayton Christensen's book um, about disruptive innovation. And in that book, you know, I learned about disruptive innovators, that they're seen as very low quality at first. So, um, and, you know, you have better players in the market. And that was Upwork, Upwork, which was a, um, a combination of uh, Elance and I forgot the other one. So it, it was a merger. And Upwork was seen as, you know, the, the big boy in, in this space and, you know, reliable, uh, big companies use it, et cetera. And, and Fiverr was seen as, you know, junk, actually. And, um and I had that idea as well. And then I, I read uh, 
Christensen's book. Um, by the way, um, Matthew Prince, um, the CEO of Cloudflare, um, you know, Clayton Christensen had, had, has been his professor and he, he um, you know, unfortunately, uh, Christensen died, uh, but he, he wrote a note uh, to Matthew Prince that, you know, he had been following all, all along and he still wanted to help if, if he wanted to help. I, I always think that is a great story. But let's, let's get back to Christensen's book. A disruptive innovator is often seen as, you know, really low quality and appealing just to a certain low quality niche. And, um, well, of course, there uh, you know, Fiverr checks all the marks, but because it's seen as um, low quality, it also has much more freedom to uh, experiment. And that's what um, disruptive innovators do. And they, you know, they, they, because of that constant uh, experimentation, they, you know, they improve much faster. They listen to what their user, users want. And, you know, at a certain moment, they overtake uh, the, in the incumbent, um, you know, players in the market. And um, when I read that, I thought, oh, my God, I have to look at Fiverr. I really have to look at Fiverr. And what I saw was exactly that process going on. And it's still going on. Um, and, you know, everything that I have seen, you know, it's, it's about a year ago. So I think that, that I looked at, at Fiverr again, well, not again, but for the first time as a stock then. Because, um, uh, and, and everything I saw then, you know, pointed me to the disruptive innovation that Christensen uh, talked about. And everything that I have seen in the last year has only accelerated that. And I think that, you know, you can discuss about uh, Upwork versus um, versus uh, Fiverr. And a lot of things, a lot of people uh, will say, you know, I see more quality in Upwork and it's used by bigger uh, companies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And sure, of course. Um, but, you know, the, those kind of companies have... Um, they, they get better over time, uh, but slower than the disruptive innovator. And in this case, to me, it's, it's very clear that Fiverr is that disruptive innovator. And, um, you know, what I have seen in the last year is only, you know, it's, it's only accelerating together with its revenue growth. And I think that will continue. And at a certain moment, there will be no doubt anymore uh, who's the leader in this space. And, you know, we... If you look back at, at a lot of companies, you know, um, think about, you know, Netflix and, and uh, Blockbuster. You know, a typical example, Netflix was seen as, you know, low quality or uh, it's just a niece who, who wants to mail DVDs, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it, it just innovated that much faster. And that's why it completely crushed uh, Blockbuster. I'm not saying that Fiverr will crush um, Upwork. I think they both have, you know, positives um but uh but i think it you know if we look you know in 10 years time and i always invest for the long term um i, I think it will be very clear that um fiverr will be you know by far the leader in the space so talk a little bit more about uh fiverr's business model what do they do and then why do you like it as an investment yeah and that's also something um one of the 
problems that I had initially as a user then of, of Fiverr was that I, you know, I was not used to what they do. And it's completely different. If you go to Upwork, you know, you, you know, you hire uh, a freelancer, uh, almost like you do if you go to, you know, uh, a, a local guy that you know, or girl. And, um, you know, you just say, oh, I want a logo. And um, he or she will make the logo uh, or maybe five, you know, designs and, and yeah, that you can choose and whatever. Um, with Fiverr, it's a bit different. They, they have made services into products. So um, their services are, um, you know, more stand, standard, standardized than uh, that's, that's not a really great word, but whatever. Um, um, so um, they are made into products. So a service as a product. And that's actually what, what uh, Fiverr sells. And, you know, you have, to, you have to know quite well what you want. Um, you know, I want a logo. It has to be, you know, it has to be yellow. And it has to look more or less like this logo that I got from the internet or from your uh, references that you show me. Um, you know, you have lots of people with lots of styles. You have to, you know, you have to, um, you have to choose the one that, you know, appeals to you, so you you can see their portfolios, etc. So that's actually what Fiverr do does, and uh, you know, in so many markets. I'm talking about logos now because that's so cliche and 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 one of the first use cases for a lot of people for Fiverr. But you know, if, if you want, you know, if you want to make an app, you can do that on Fiverr as well. If you, I don't know, if, if you want to let someone else uh, produce this uh, podcast. You can do that on Fiverr. You can have voiceovers. You can have, you know, and I'm, I'm just saying a few things that come to my head because they're somehow in my world, but there's so many things, so many software-related things as well. Um, uh, you know, if, if you want, uh, last week uh, I had a, a Twitter Spaces about Fiverr and, and a, a guy came on and he he said that he... Um, um, he lets somebody on Fiverr uh, write a personalized erotic story, for example. That's possible. And he said it was really good. Um, but it, it, by the way, it was not about himself. It was about uh, uh, a threesome between Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, and who was it? I don't, I don't remember. Oh, the woman. what? <laughs> you could, I mean, that, that's exactly, you can get anything. You can get anything on Fiverr. You can that's get anything example. on Fiverr. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, and he, he went for the really quirky things and, and funny things. And, um, you know, it's, it's, um, that's, that's, uh, I saw someone, I don't know if it was a joke or not, but I saw someone who, could be you know a, a, a pretty woman um, dressed all in black who could come to your funeral to stand <laughs> on the side to look mysterious that to make it seem like you have uh, a secret uh, <laughs> lover or so uh, just just five hundred dollars either either that, that's a either that's another example of you could do anything on Fiverr or that's a great advertisement by the by someone to get to get either Fiverr itself or to get someone to use Fiverr so yeah uh, sure so just to kind of dive a little deeper into it so does someone post a listing basically like they, they say hey I want a job or is it someone offering their services where does the bidding come in I guess 
Yeah, well, uh, it's actually you, or traditionally, because uh, there are new lines of businesses there, but um, we'll talk about that later. Um, but basically, you know, you're, uh, you want something. Uh, let's take the, you know, the, the iconic logo again. You want a logo, you go on Fiverr, you search for logo, you see different styles, uh, you know, um, vintage or modern or whatever. Uh, you click there, you see different uh, people offering their services. Uh, you you go through their portfolios at a certain moment. You say, you know, I, I like these logos. I want my logo to be in this style as well. Uh, you click on that. Um, you can uh, ask a few questions to the seller. And if you, if, you know, if you have a feeling that this is, this will be it, uh, you know, you, you can, uh, you can buy uh, mostly you can buy one of three products, um, um, basic, standard, and premium. And, you know, they have difference, um, you know, for example, premium will have unlimited uh, revisions and you will have the source file, et cetera, et cetera. So um, you, you choose one of the three. Uh, of course, for premium, you have to, be, uh, to pay a bit more. And then, uh, you know, the seller starts working and, you know, he or she makes the logo, sends something to you, send it to you. And then you can say, well, I want a bit more this or that, or it's completely not what I want. It's something completely different from what I want because I want this and that and that and that. And then they keep working until you say, yes, that's what I want. I accept it. And then the payment goes through. So that's how it works. So is the payment like held by Fiverr or like when does that payment actually occur? Yeah, the, the payment is held by Fiverr because it's, you know, it's safer than for both parties because, you know, if, if you're a seller and that's, that's one of the, you know, one of the big advantages, I think, for both for buyers and for sellers, um, you know, you've got that safety um, because, you know, if, if, if I have to pay upfront as a buyer and I don't get what I want, I, I feel cheated. And if someone, uh, you know, makes 10 logos and the, the buyer says, you know, I don't want them, you know, that guy feels cheated or, or girl feels cheated as well. So Fiverr is actually, you know, the, the, the bank there, um, which keeps the money and um, pays, you know, the seller once the, the customer is happy. Now, let's go through the unit economics a bit because a lot of people may want to learn about that. Say there's $100 being spent by someone buying a service on Fiverr. What's going to Fiverr itself and what's going to the seller in a typical transaction? And if there's any differences and any new, you know, different types of products that they sell, you can go into that as well. Well, on average, on average, uh, $27.4 in the last quarter goes to Fiverr on that $100. So they have a take rate on the platform of 27.4%, uh, which is very high, which is more than double uh, that of uh, Upwork, for example. So um, Upwork has a take rate. It went down uh, a bit in the last quarter, uh, half a percent, and it's somewhere around 13 now. Um, Fiverr could still, you know, despite the fact that they already had 27%, they could still uh, let it grow to 27.4% take rate. And all the rest goes to the seller. So that's quite simple, actually. Um, Fiverr has a, a take rate of 27.4%. Okay. Okay. And then I guess we'll talk about the other products later, but Ryan, do you have the next one? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I guess, I mean, what what's sort of the biggest risk? You talked about Upwork. Um, is there, I guess, what could go wrong with this investment? I, th- I think, you know, the best investments, I, I always look for the bear case and, and, uh, and risk, et cetera. Um, and the, the best, the very best investments have something in common that it's very hard to come up with a, a bear thesis. Uh, you, you could say that it's, you know, highly valued. Sure. I mean, but if you look out for the long term, I think that's less important. Um, but, you know, one of the of the risks that I thought initially uh, could be a problem, and, and, and a lot of people who don't know Fiverr that well or, or have not used it as a, you know, as a, as a buyer or seller, um, you know, one of the, the risks that I thought would be, you know, would be uh, important, but is actually not, is, you know, um, circumventing the platform. So, you know, I, you're a seller, I'm a buyer, you know, let's just work together without Fiverr taking 27.4%, right? That's what you would think. But um, Fiverr, you know, has has been really smart in that way because, and it, you know, they're, they're even making it better. Let me explain. You already have that, what I said, the money is already something, okay, you know. But um, as a seller, you know, let's say that I go off platform with you. If Fiverr finds, finds out you're off the platform, yeah, and you, you don't have new jobs coming from um, Fiverr. Um, also, if you go on the platform for too long, you know, your ratings are gone. Um, you don't show up, you know, in the, if, if you look for a logo, there are probably thousands and thousands of sellers. If you're a good worker, you know, you'll, you'll be at the top. If you, you know, leave the platform for a few months, you know, you will go down. So that's another reason to stay on the platform. Um, so, um, those are, 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 um, you know, really, really, um, important things to know already. And Fiverr is even uh, making it better because, you know, they, they start working now with subscriptions for the sellers. So um, for $29 a month, and it's still in, in the testing phase, but the, the results are incredibly good, uh, Fiverr says. So for $29 um, uh, a month, um, you know, you get... Um, lots of perks so for example you get a dedicated success manager yeah so if i'm a seller i you know i want to sell something i i want to sell you know how how to invest in stocks right of course for example uh i have to start out if i pay that subscription uh, as a seller i get someone who helps me to position uh to, to 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 say how i should how i should sell my service how i can um you know, have success. I, I, I get a personalized success manager, right? Um, I get faster payments. Uh, um, what else? Um, um, reduced take rate or is it still the same? No, the take rate is still the same. But uh, for example, I get, I get priority support if I need support. Um, oh, uh, yeah, very important. I can give coupons to a certain clients that come back i um i get much better analytics um which help me again to grow my business etc 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 and this is just a starting 
phase, right? So um, um, uh, Misha Kaufman, the founder and CEO of, of uh, Fiverr, has said that you know it, they saw great success with the uh, subscription and um, um, that they they want to build it out like some sort of prime for sellers. Uh, he, he talked about Amazon Prime uh, for for sellers then. And um, because they want to add more and more and more and more services um, in that subscription. Right. And I guess one more, you kind of mentioned it before we hit the ad break is, what are your thoughts on management? Um, How important is it to your thesis here? Could you you repeat the question, please? Oh, no, no worries. No worries. What are your thoughts on management? You mentioned the founder there. How important is that to your thesis on Fiverr? Management is also very important to me um, because I think still a lot of investors don't look at management enough because, you know, it's, it's so important. Why? Because companies are made by people. It's as simple as that. You know, we're talking here because you guys took the initiative, you know, to ask me to come into your podcast, right? Um, and that's that's also how it works in, in, in huge companies. Uh, what people do makes a lot of difference. So you you... You want the best management there possible, right? And uh, Misha Kaufman is a, is a very good um, uh, CEO. Uh, initially, I thought, you know, the first quarters, I, I looked back then once I started researching uh, Fiverr, I thought he was sometimes a bit nervous on conference calls, etc. But, you know, probably English is not his first language, and which I can understand. Uh, it, you know, I, I was kind of nervous as well. And, uh, and it's, you know, if I make a mistake, it's not that bad if if you make a you know a, a legal mistake as a CEO. I think you know you can be a bit nervous about that. But um, if you hear his conference calls now, and I, I would encourage everybody to listen to the to the last conference call, he's a very straight talker. He's you know very honest. He gives a lot of details when uh, the analysts ask questions. He really wants to explain to people what's going on, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He you know he, he's not a He's not about who talks around the problem. He he just says it as it is. And um, by the way, the, his co-founder was uh, Shai Winninger, um, the um, the founder and um, I don't think he's the CEO now, or is he uh, of uh, Lemonade? Yeah, I don't think uh, he's CEO, but I, I think he yeah he's definitely a founder. Yeah, CEO or so. I don't I don't know or CTO. I don't I don't know exactly, but you know he was the co-founder. Um, of Fiverr and, uh, you know, left after five or six years because he wanted to, um, you know, to found a, a Lemonade. And, um, you know, the the CFO, I forgot his name now, he's also very, you know, um, he, he sounds reliable. And, you know, I, I really encourage people to listen to it. I, I read a lot of um, conference calls, but this is one to listen to because you can hear the sincerity, I think. And so, yeah, if you if you hear him talk about what he wants to, uh, I'm talking about Misha Kaufman now. Um, if you hear him talk about what he wants to accomplish with um, Fiverr, you know, you, it's, it's no, you know, it's no promo talk. It's, it's from the heart. He, he's living that every day. And, um, you know, he also, you know, when he talks about something, uh, he also executes on it and, and comes back to it. It's accountable for himself um, as well as for the others. And, um, yeah, 
I mean, he's he's a, a big part of why I like uh, uh, Fiverr so much. He has a big stake in the company as well. It, uh, um, it's not that big of a company in the market cap wise. I think eight billion dollars somewhere around that, but uh, half a billion dollars um, of that is uh, you know in Misha Kaufman's portfolio. Right, and they put up the numbers that you know show that when they say something they, they have that they're establishing Absolutely. that track record they're establishing yeah. that track record so far yeah yeah and if, if you look at um you know revenue growth um you know uh, fiverr fell almost 25 percent on the last earnings call uh, because they lowered their guidance which they had you know raised two times in a row uh, significantly significantly and um um, they lowered their guidance by 7% or so. The stock dropped to 20, 24%, uh, which I found funny because um, if you listen to what he said, um, you know, I think it, it was um, being conservative as well. Uh, he, he talked about hyper seasonality. And, uh, you know, we have heard that from other CEOs um, now too. You know, um, Pinterest was an example. Um, Roku was an example where the CEO said, well, we have not seen this before. And um, the best analysis, you know, came from uh, Misha Kaufman. And, and therefore alone, it's already worth listening to the conference call as well, because you can also apply it to other companies. And he talks about hyper seasonality. And yeah, he said, yeah, we factored in seasonality. But what we see now, has we have never seen before. Now, people have been tied to their screens so much that they really run now and um, and they want to go out and they want to go to restaurants and they want to meet people and family and and that's why they don't spend that much time um on you know on screens and and uh, especially uh, their market the smb market so small and medium-sized businesses um you know if you're a freelancer and you say you know the weather is good now and in the next week let's go on holiday. I know nobody will say, no, you're not allowed. You have to ask your boss first. Uh, so they, you know, they just leave for three weeks or a month or so. And, and that's what Fiverr sees. And that's why they lowered their guidance. But, you know, I, I'm saying conservative in that way that they say, oh, we just uh, were surprised by this. Uh, that's hyper uh, seasonality. And, you know, we have accounted for the rest of the year that it will remain like this which I don't think will be the case. I mean, people, yeah, they want to go out more as so, but, you know, once, once um, you know, it's, it's autumn, let's say, I think everybody will, will go back to their screens and uh, more and more. And, uh, you know, I, I, I actually quite like it to be uh, a conservative guy and, uh, you know, then, uh, um, you know, uh, beat that uh, estimates and, um, you know, f versus, uh, you know, keeping your guidance and then, uh, you know, missing uh, on, on the earnings. And, you know, if, if you look at revenue growth before the pandemic, it was 40, 45%. And, uh, you know, with, with, you know, even this quarter, I mean, uh, quarter two of 2020 was, of course, the first, uh, you know, um, pandemic quarter. And uh, Fiverr grew 82%. It grew its revenue 82% then. And if you have those comps, I mean, it's very hard to grow. Uh, but on top of the 82% growth last year in the, the second quarter, in this second quarter, Fiverr added another 60%, which I think is, is really impressive. And, um, and um, you know, that's also a reason why I think um, 
uh, Fiverr is an expensive stock, but it's warranted. And um, because uh, also Michel, Michel Kaufman says, we're seeing that even in, with this hyper seasonality, you know, uh, the trend is not reversing. Uh, people, you know, want more and more um, freelancers to do, you know, certain tasks. And um, we, we, we don't see any change there. That remains the same. We just see that people are a bit less on their screens, but the people who are on their screen, you know, they continue to, um, to keep that high level of buying as, you know, during the pandemic. Um, so that is really encouraging if you're a Fiverr shareholder, I think. That's great stuff, Ryan. Are we yeah, going to have we, we've, uh, Yeah, we've got a few more questions, but first we're going to hit a quick ad break. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Here you are, miles from home and ready to start your vacation. Good thing you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. They have free high-speed Wi-Fi to stream all your favorite movies. And in the morning, get fresh waffles with their free bright side breakfast. Or squeeze in a workout at their fitness center. Either way... You're ready to conquer the day. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you triumph. Book your stay at LQ.com. Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi includes advanced security to help protect all your connected devices. You'll get real-time alerts. Oh, like this one. So you don't have to worry about malware. Or when your kid downloads a song from a shady link. And now all your computer can play is... Red color, red color, where are you? All blocked, thanks to advanced security, included with Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Advanced security must be enabled in the Panoramic Wi-Fi app. Restrictions apply. Welcome back, Ian. Uh, next question for me, I guess. What's maybe the counter thesis for Fiverr? Why would somebody not be short, I guess? But what's sort of the bare thesis, and then why do you think that's wrong? Well, the bare thesis I have already explained a bit is that, you know, you can work off the platform um, or uh, some people believe that it's, you know, a COVID play. Um, um, I mean, I, I can see why people think that because their growth went up so much, you know, from 40-ish, 45% uh, to, to 80% uh, during uh, the pandemic, uh, but they're still growing 60%. And um, I think, you know, even if even if they would go back to 40%, which is, you know, not too shabby after all, um, they can continue that for a very, very long uh, time because um, more and more people um, start to use their services. And, you know, one of, one of the elements that bears use is, you know, it's, it's no, it's, it's, it's a ride for a, a freelancer. Um, you know, I mean, as a buyer then as well, but bigger companies won't use it. So that's the, the crux of, of a, a bear thesis uh, a lot of times. And I think that's wrong because um, uh, if you look at what they are doing right now, um, in this quarter, uh, 5% of their revenue already came from Fiverr business. Now, that doesn't sound too impressive, right? But if you know that it only started three quarters ago, then 5% of revenue is already quite big, I think. Um, and um, they see the average amount of, uh, you know, a buyer going up as well. I don't remember exactly what it was before, but it's somewhere around 260 
262 uh, per user right now and it was up quite a quite a bit it was 180 or so before um so yeah it, you see that even big businesses like unilever etc uh, are using fiverr as well you see fiverr itself scaling up um you know they have their fiverr business uh, model and um you can you can sign up for three months or six months there and what you see is that a lot of people already take that six month subscription um so what, what is that actually you know for example um you want seo for chit chat money for uh, you know the for the website right um but you want that each time you don't want it once as a gig but you want that on a constant basis so you can take you can go to fiverr or you if you're a big business you go to the fiverr business and then you can take um you know uh, as a fiverr business you you get a, a lot more um normally the subscription would be 149 dollars a year which is ridiculous if you're a company of course but the first year it's even free and you don't even have to give a credit card you know um you can just try it out and how has you know um fiverr that you know how how have they um gathered that revenue of five percent already just by you know that take rate of um, 27.4%. Probably it will be lower for business. I'm I'm not sure, but just by you know not not even by the subscription itself. And um, if you have Fiverr Business, you have a whole you know virtual room for yourself. You know um, if you're a business um, and you've got somebody working on. Uh, uh, for example, let's take SEO. Um, maybe you have another department which wants SEO as well. Well, you can add that other department to the virtual room as well. Um, you can work with, um, you know, your overseas, um, uh, you know, uh, company or, or business there that you work with, and your freelancer, etc., etc., etc. So you get you get a, a whole virtual room completely dedicated to the project that you can indicate um, if you want, you can, you can take, um, you know, uh, different steps in the process, which with dates that you have, that they have to be finished. Um, so it's a complete project management system um, in which you can integrate several freelancers for a certain period of time, you know, for example, three months or six months, and then you can add someone else for three months, because you know, you only need that person for three months, but you know, the other one you will want for two years. And yeah, so it's a complete, um, completely different, um, unscaled um, manner of working worldwide with experts um instead of having and and you don't have to look as as a business fiverr gives them to you so you just say i want an seo uh, expert and uh, fiverr says yo this is one that we think is good for you because he or she has experiences in this you know in this space or in this industry that you are in um you know you talk you say okay or you say nah i want someone else that's okay too, and you know that's how it works. So it's a completely um, virtual environment in which you can work together on a worldwide basis with 
you know, experts in certain areas. And for the sellers, of course, this is very interesting as well because, you know, uh, they don't have to live in a certain place. Um, they can be anywhere in the world and, you know, um, they can they can they can earn their money there with their expertise. So, right, that makes okay. That makes sense. I think that the fiber business and the fiber expert that sounds very promising for them. Well, for the stock itself, I think we should talk about the valuation and the multiple a bit. You mentioned the market cap is eight billion dollars. Can you give a reference to what some of the financials look like? And are they, how, are they profitable? Or? Yeah. And how you think about them going forward when kind of underwriting the investment? Yeah. Well, they are profitable. Um, I don't remember exactly. Uh, I think they had free cash flow or something in the high teens, but I'm not sure. Um, you know, I, I, I usually remember the story, but forget the numbers, the exact numbers. And, you know, I looked at it uh, last week when the earnings came out. Um, but, um, yeah, they are profitable. They are investing, uh, a lot, uh, you know, they are, um, they're in high growth mode. So you don't have to look for profitability as such. It's an expensive stock. I don't know the price, the sales ratio by heart as well. Um, but you always have to look, uh, over the long term. And if, if you look at, you know, how they could grow in the, you know, in the next, um, uh five years for example and you know what is expensive right now could be very cheap then so um in this kind of area with uh those high growth and and stocks that have a um an accelerating trend and you know that acceleration is uh, visible in their revenue growth as well if they have such an accelerating trend backing them up I don't think you should sweat too much over over the valuation. Um, you know, just scale in um, slowly. That's uh, what I always say to, uh, to to my subscribers. If you see something very expensive, you know, scale in slowly. And uh, even if you think it's extremely overvalued, well, companies can be overvalued for a very, very, very long period, um, sometimes years and decades, um, until uh, all of a sudden, you know, um, they're not anymore because they have grown into their valuation. And one of the things that I uh, think are very important there and still understressed uh, in uh, in investing are um, uh, earnings beats. If you if you look at a company and it's expected to you know to grow um, let's say twenty five percent per year for ten years, um, and it you know it beats the earnings on revenue uh, by um, it's, I, I made the calculation, but it was somewhere a bit, a bit lower than 7%, you know, on average. Then at the end of the that decade, they have doubled the revenue. So, I, you know, those earnings beats compound as well. Um, that's very important. And a lot of people, I, I don't hear a lot of people talking about that, but it's extremely, extremely important. So, you know, evaluation is always um, difficult very subjective in, in my opinion because and of course you know i, I have already met i have already said it before a, a few times it is an expensive stock right it's it's not that um i'm i'm, I'm saying that you know oh, fiber valuation pff, doesn't matter i mean it 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 does matter and it matters in that sense that you have to know 
that it's an expensive stock. And, you know, the 25% drop on 7% lower guidance, you can expect that with such a stock, right? Or with such an expensive stock. Uh, it's just if you look at for the long term, it's it doesn't matter that much. You know, I've said that I, I want um, 10 baggers over 10 years. And I mean, a 10 bagger is 1,000%. Uh, what's 25% then? I mean, if you look at it from that context, um, it's, um, you know, and, and, you know, you see the same thing. I think a while ago, uh, it was at a price to sales ratio 40 plus. If you look at it now, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the, the current uh, price um, to sales ratio, but if you look at the forward, it's 22 and if if it um, you know if it beats if it beats the estimates you know it's maybe twenty or so and and the the year after it's maybe fifteen and then ten and you know that's three years and um, you could you could you know look at a stock that is a lot higher at that moment and and probably a lot of people say oh it's crazily expensive still so if you if you want these kind of high growers. Um, the volatility is inherent and, you know, both ways, both up and down, because a lot of people only look at volatility when a stock drops 25%. But, you know, if it goes up 60% in, in I don't know, six months or so, they don't describe it to volatility, right? So volatility works works both ways and you need volatility to have uh, those outsized uh, gains, Right. You got to expect that with something like this. Are there any specific financial metrics that you look for, I guess, each quarter or that any Fiverr shareholder should look for? Is it take rate, revenue growth, anything in particular? Yeah, those two are especially. Um, so take rate and, and revenue growth. But uh, I mean, the take rate is, is very stable. Uh, it's, it's also part of the bear thesis, thesis that um, that some people say, oh, they can never uh, sustain that high of a of a take rate, so they, they you know their their strength is used against them. Uh, but they have been you know still expanding it and you know, making it a bit higher each time. Um, so yeah, that's that. Um, the gross margins uh, they have very high gross margins. I don't remember exactly, but somewhere 84 percent, something like that, uh, which also says that they can you know monetize this very well if they if they want it uh to so um and again it's already profitable um uh, i i don't remember exactly how how much uh, eps or uh they had uh, earnings per share but you know it was positive um um so um yeah i, I mean in it's it's very important to look at revenue growth because if you look at studies um, they show that revenue growth is about three quarters of stock price appreciation over a 10-year period. If you look at a one-year period, uh, the most in- important factor is um, valuation. Um, but if you look at the three-year periods, um, uh, the re- revenue growth has already taken over uh, versus uh, valuation. And over a 10-year period, valuation is, depending on the study, on the studies, there are a few one percent or five percent of the total um, stock return um, so that's why i focus on revenue uh, because that's the most important factor about 
again, depending on the study and the time period, et cetera, 70 to 75% um, of the stock return um, is correlated with uh, revenue growth. Of course, revenue growth as such, also, you also have to look at the quality of revenue growth. If you have, you know, a company like Uber, for example, has, you know, I haven't checked it lately, so maybe I'm wrong and I'm angering uh, Uber shareholders here. But uh, when it came public, uh, especially if you looked at the unit uh, ec economics, it was terrible. I mean, they they really bought their revenue. And you always have to see that operating leverage that the higher revenue goes, the the better the, you know, the, the other profitability um, uh, ratios should be as well so that's important to look at so there has to be a correlation between between those two okay and we talked about fiverr experts a bit we talked about fiverr business and we talked about the subscriptions and if you have anything else on those because those seems like important growth drivers going forward if you have anything else on those feel free to add but one other question we want to ask is the working not working acquisition that fiverr made how do you think that fits into the company yeah, well, first I'll, I'll go back to uh, subscriptions because um, there are actually two kinds of subscriptions and subscription, Fiverr subscription is actually uh, meant for, you know, buyers. Um, so the other one that I talked about subscription for the sellers is called, um, is it plus? Yeah, I think so. So Fiverr Fiver plus, I think. Um, and um so let's talk about subscription. It's it's a bit the same as business, but without the virtual room, etc. But you know, you guys, that would be perfect for you if you want a service. You know, somebody who always does the editing of your podcast. You have a and you you found someone that you really like. You can take a subscription to that particular seller. Uh, so that's from the the buyer side. I think that's important too because that creates recurring revenue both for the, um, you know, Fiverr, but also for the seller, of course, which, you know, is an advantage uh, as well. So um, there are quite a lot of, you know, things going on and they all point into the same direction. And now I'm, I'm coming to that acquisition of working and not working. And working, not working is actually a high quality uh, creative uh, agency. And... Um, it shows the same thing. So it's it's about going up market for Fiverr. It's about, you know, appealing to those big companies, to the, those enterprises that also want to work uh, with freelancers. Um, but, you know, their needs are a little bit different there. And um, so working, not working is, you know, they they have worked with you know the big boys um i remember google i think amazon as well um or no it was apple what doesn't matter but you know if you have that kind of client then you know that you're really up market by the way um when i when i went to to fiverr in 2015 or so um you only had um you know just to use the cliche but that pakistani guy uh, who, you know, did some logos in, in the, their, their free time. Now, for example, if you want um, the, you, you, you also have pros and that's about 1% of sellers and uh, Fiverr, um, you know, really checks them. Um, they have to go through a process. They have to show their work, et cetera, to, to prove that they are real experts in their field. 
Um, and then, uh, you know, once they are approved, they are pro. They can ask a bit more. And as a buyer, you know, this is a really good one. Um, I, okay, I'm, I'm paying a bit more, but this is a really good one. And uh, I've used pro as, as a, a buyer myself. And, you know, those people are really, really good. Um, and you don't, you don't have to, you know, second guess because, you know, maybe uh, uh, is this a good one? Okay, it's a pro. Don't worry about it. It's good. Uh, you know, instead of maybe, I don't know, $20, you'll pay 120 But, you know, it's still cheap if you compare it to, you know, if you have to go to um, the local, uh, you know, freelancer or whatever. And it's often, you know, very high quality work. Um, and you can, you know, ask for limited, uh, unlimited Revisions, etc., etc., etc. So you have that pro angle as well, and um, you know, working, not working. Uh, for example, one of the, by the way, this is a an anecdote. One of the people who has been approved as a pro is the the guy who um, who created the the Apple logo. He's he's on Fiverr as well. So uh, started starting his 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 um. His basic gig is uh, ten thousand dollars, and then going up. Um, yeah, good. He's got the track record for. Uh... Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but you see, you see that kind of thing more and more. And, and those people were not there five years ago. That's what you see. The quality goes up and up and up. And I think a lot of people who don't use the, the platform don't see that, and they still see it as the crappy platform it was five years ago, uh, which was my mistake. Initially, as well, when it's uh, when Fiverr had its IPO, I, I was not interested because of that, and and it's only because of Clayton Christensen that I you know had a second look, and and then I went on the platform again as a buyer, and I saw you know that the, the quality had improved, you know, it, it was unrecognizable. So also uh, one of the things that Fiverr is extremely good at is removing all friction, and you know that that was also something that. Uh, you know, I, had, I hadn't used it for a few years and, you know, it's so frictionless now. It used to be harder to, you know, more clicking, et cetera. And, you know, the, the one time clicking of Amazon has been a, a, a great success. Well, you have the same on, on Fiverr, actually. And it's, it's a very smooth process. Um, you know, we, the first time you have to set up a little bit, but then afterwards, you know, so easy. Um, and... Um, so working, not working, same thing. It gives it gives Fiverr that um, you know that uh, up market feeling, and um, you know it will be integrated into their business uh, part, especially. So um, you know you you know get very 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 creative people for a higher price. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of companies are willing to pay that for, you know, the best experts in their fields and, uh, working out, working has a lot of great creative talent. All right. Well, I think that's all the questions we have for Fiverr that covers it pretty well. Uh, if you want even more coverage, I'm sure you've written about it on potential multi-baggers. So if you want, you know, all the details, you're going to have to sign up for the research, right? Yeah. Working. Of course. And there's a, there's a two week free trial for everybody. If you don't like it, just cancel one click as well. It's frictionless to cancel as well. I think that's very important. I only want people who are, you know, a happy subscriber um, and not people who are locked in. So perfect. And where can, uh, where else can people find you? What's your Twitter handle? 
So on Twitter, you can find me on uh, at uh, at from value, and then um, on potential. Uh, if you if you Google potential multi baggers, you'll you'll probably find me, uh, or you can go to Seeking Alpha and uh, type potential multi baggers there, or from growth to value, and you'll find me as well. So uh, some of my articles are free as well. So if you if you um, you know if you just want to follow me, if you don't have the money or are not there yet to pay uh, or, or just take a two week free trial and you'll, you'll learn uh, a few things, I think. Uh, and I know I don't mind people uh, canceling. I'm, you know, I used to be a teacher and I'm always happy if people are willing to learn. So um, I, I still, I still, you know, I have that feeling that if somebody could just learn a thing or two in those two weeks, I'm already happy as well. Perfect. All right. Well, we're going to close things out. So we want to remind everybody that we are not financial advisors. Anything we say or discuss here on Chit Chat Money is not formal advice or a recommendation. Brett and I are general partners at Arch Capital. So any uh, positions or uh, securities discussed, <laughs> clients may have positions in securities discussed in this podcast. There you go. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time.